Hello, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me for this second ever Rapid Reaction episode from Climactic. Our Rapid Reaction shows are a little bit different. They're in response to a timely piece of news, a breaking story, and we collect the recordings for them however we can, as quick as we can. So we've developed this method of exchanging Facebook Messenger voice messages, which allows for pretty decent recording quality, convenience, and it's easy to access the recordings. For our very first rapid reaction, we celebrated the declaration of Sydney's climate emergency declaration, featuring recordings from in the room as Lord Mayor Clover Moore read out the results, and from some of the amazing activists from Extinction Rebellion Sydney who really pushed and made possible that result. Today's show is something different. It's more of a slow rolling avalanche of news. And it's Victoria's mounting recycling crisis. You're about to hear a lot more about it from Port Phillip Councilwoman Catherine Copsey and Marine Science PhD and campaigner for the Boomerang Alliance, Annette Finger. Both have been previous guests on Climactic, and if you'd like to learn more about them, just visit our website. We'd love to keep doing more of these timely news updates and even more experiments. And if you're enjoying the show and would like to support us, we'd greatly appreciate it. You'll find a link to our Pausable page where you can support us directly for as little as a dollar a month. From the show notes or the description below if you're listening on YouTube. Now, without further ado, here's our second ever rapid reaction to the Victorian waste crisis. Hello, Annette. Hello, Catherine. So you two are kind of our go-to experts here on Climactic for all things waste, especially in the state of Victoria, as they're both uniquely qualified to speak on the topic. Annette, you're a campaigner at the Boomerang Alliance, campaigning for a container deposit scheme for Victoria, which, as I understand, is the last state in Australia not to have one. And uh, Catherine, you're a member of the Port Phillip City Council, and waste is one of your particular priorities and interests. So what's going on in the state of Victoria right now? What's the latest developments? What's going on with this company called uh, SKM? And what would a container deposit scheme do for Victoria to uh, your perspectives? Would it have any kind of immediate effect on the current crisis of recycling going to landfill? Is it more of a medium to long-term solution? Or uh, how does the CDS kind of play into the current recycling crisis conversation we're having here in Victoria? Hi, Mark. Thanks for having us. Uh, Yeah, it's great to speak with you again, but not great circumstances. As you said, recycling in Victoria, essentially our recycling industry is broken. SKM is one of the largest uh, recycling service providers in Victoria with contracts with 33 Victorian councils. So it's definitely a statewide issue that we're facing here and they're currently unable to accept recycled material. This is a waste crisis, uh, but it's also on the other flip side, an opportunity for us to examine the amount of waste that's being created uh, and come up with better ways to avoid that in the first place. So we should be designing waste out of the system and creating a circular economy without having to resort to burning rubbish. Um, we should be looking at things like phasing out single-use plastics that are unnecessary. We should be looking at getting all food and organic waste out of landfill and diverted into composting or anaerobics. And as you said, It's a fantastic opportunity for us to look at Victoria catching up to the rest of the country and finally getting a container deposit scheme or a container refund scheme for Victoria. 
A container refund scheme is a great way for us to incentivise recycling of um, drink containers and other containers. They shouldn't be single-use items. They're valuable materials, and so container refund recognises that and incentivises people to separate those out and return them for recycling. It's great because it encourages recycling, but um, another thing that it does as a side effect is it also produces a really uncontaminated stream of resource um, that's then easier for it to be repurposed and reused for um, another use, another life. It's something that we've been working on in Victoria for many years. In fact, the Greens have introduced legislation for a container refund scheme twice in the Victorian Parliament. I just need to add a correction as well because I've just double-checked and it's actually three times that the Greens have introduced container refund scheme legislation into Parliament and it's been defeated. So three times, not two. I think I said two before. So I do, I'm not sure of the reasons for that when we can see that similar schemes are working really well in other states around the country. But I do hope that this will finally be the opportunity for Victoria to catch up and see a container refund scheme implemented. As a councillor in Port Phillip, we have 11 kilometres of foreshore and we front onto the beautiful Port Phillip Bay and drink containers are unfortunately still one of the most commonly littered items. So, you know, for the, my community who value the beach and spend a lot of time cleaning it up, I really want to see this measure introduced so we can recycle more and litter less in Victoria. The City of Port Phillip does officially support a container deposit scheme for Victoria. Council actually passed a motion supporting CDS in Victoria uh, last year, late last year, and that was in response to a community petition on the topic. So I was really pleased to see our City of Port Phillip community get active and demand a solution to this problem, and I was very, very proud to support that motion, and we've since, as a council, written to the Victorian Parliament, relevant members, and advocated that the state introduce container refund scheme for Victoria. Uh, I think it's really great and I think it's a matter of time so let's just get on with it. I want to see this legislation passed so we can have a cleaner state and uh, return more of these valuable materials to recycling through a refund scheme. Hello and uh, thank you Mark for your great questions uh, about um, what's happening in Victoria with the recycling crisis. Now we do know there's a lot of uh, reports in the news currently. Our recycling is very much in trouble. So the reason for that is a couple of years back, China decided or announced that they would uh, close their borders to contaminated recycling, commingled recycling. And even though we've had quite a bit of notice, they gave us one year notice when they actually did implement it, all hell broke loose, especially in Victoria. What's interesting about that is actually that uh, at the time, Sustainability Victoria's boss, Stan Krupen, penned an article explaining basically, don't you worry, it's all good. Only a small percentage of our recycling actually goes overseas and uh, only you know that much percent of it goes to China. So we will manage this. What he did was he used uh, weight data and he included construction material recycling. So, of course, out of that, plastic is very light material. Out of that, it looked like hardly anything of our recycling went overseas. And uh, nothing to see here, move right along, right? That was the message. 
However, what we did see was within months, the councils um, were starting to get into trouble because the processor of uh, recycled materials in Victoria, that's vastly three big players. One is Busy, the other one is Polytrate, and the third one is SKM. In particular, SKM started to have issues and uh, these presented themselves by they couldn't find anyone to buy their stuff, balled up bales of uh, recycling materials. So they started stockpiling. Unfortunately, SKM have um, a track record of uh, failing all sorts of EPA policies and uh, demands. There was a fire in 2017. And after that, the EPA started to pay closer attention to what they were doing with those highly combustible materials uh, and stockpiling those is never a good idea. So that's where we landed uh, earlier this year, where the EPA saying you cannot accept anything else because this is a fire hazard. Having had to close the doors and not accept any recycling and still not really having much of a market that they can sell their um, commingled uh, recyclable materials to has put a lot of financial pressures on SKM. And for some reason, there hasn't really been many new players coming into the arena yet. And I'm not sure why that is. But as Catherine said, in this crisis, there's also opportunity. And what happened is that uh, councils who were initially a little bit hesitant to come on board in support for a CDS have now said, yes, we need this because it helps minimize the recyclable materials that they have to handle. Depending on how much you like your beers or your soft drinks, about 20 to 40% of your recycling curbside bin is filled with, by volume, is a container that could go to collection points to re get redeemed. That is significant for councils if they had 20 to 40% less to deal with in volumes. The other thing is also that any containers that would still end up in curbside, the refund for that can be shared between the council and the MERV, which is the facility that deals with the commingled recycling. So that's potentially a bit of money on the side for the council, and that would be really positive. The other really good thing about a CDS, if we had one, would be the security for new players that want to deal with, um, you know, take um, SKM share, but it's not an immediate solution. I mean, it would help if the minister would announce today, yes, we will implement a container deposit scheme because for those new players, that would mean an insurance that their business model would be viable. But it uh, still takes, we recommend about 18 months to from the date of the announcement to start of implementation of a CDS because there's a lot to set up and those collection points in particular, uh, we want a lot of them. We want people to have collection points and easy access, convenient access. So that takes time. And yes, one of the issues we have with even uh, contamination in our recycling bins is because it is so different in each council, uh, people move and they can't be bothered to um, update 
or inform themselves what goes in and what doesn't go in. And even that changes, even if you don't move, if you stay in the same place. So uh, one of the recommendations uh, from the inquiry was that uh, we do need more consistency between councils all over Victoria, at least consistency on what goes into the recycling bin and what doesn't. Quick follow-up question for you, Annette. Kat, I was just at the South Melbourne Waste Recovery Centre or Transfer Station. Uh, tip to what most people would know it as, even though it's just the collection depot before things go off to be dumped at landfill. Uh, there's no kind of sign there that anything is going on differently in the recycling industry. The SKM is closed. This particular site doesn't take any glass, any metal. Uh, so there's no kind of sign that SKM is closed and that there's anything out of the ordinary. What's it like, from your perspectives, into the visibility of the waste industry for most people? How are people kind of actually realizing what's going on in the industry? What do people kind of touch of the waste industry? And how can we kind of make it more visible and make people care more about this? Because the implementation of a CDS would have to go along with quite a bit of uh, media and um, uh, public education, the knock-on effect comes that people are more thinking about recycling and uh, then you can push through messages on what goes into the bin and how do you flatten it, do you leave the lid on, do you take the lid off, where can you put the lid? And all those things can all be communicated really well when you're while you're implementing and promoting a container deposit scheme. So what we would like to see, and I'm pretty sure Catherine would agree with me, is uh, the implementation of circular economy principles. It Victorian recycling is bust, right? So let's overhaul it. Let's really put a lot of attention and money into it. And uh, as part of a circular economy, we have to implement a container deposit scheme. We're the only state in Australia that doesn't have it and doesn't have plans to do it. And uh, the message we get from the minister is that uh, they keep looking at other states, how they're doing, and um, there's no immediate plans to implement a CDS, which is really disappointing and really infuriating. So we're in a deadlock there. What's important to state is also that uh, Victoria has the worst recycling crisis of all of Australia. I don't think that's a coincidence. States with a CDS implemented don't have these issues because the streams that come out of um, a CDS are, as Catherine said, uncontaminated, they're pre-sorted by material, they fetch a higher price and they do find markets. So why don't we have it in Victoria? Well, I can give you a list of who's for it. Pretty much every council is in support. I started the list once and then I gave up because uh, the uh, MAV and the LGVA, who are the overarching associations for councils, both have come out in really strong support and they're representing the councils. So pretty much the councils want it. Infrastructure Australia came out uh, yesterday or the day before publicly stating they want content deposit scheme to be implemented in Victoria as well. That's pretty big. The Small Retailers Association is in favour as well. And of course, a lot of social enterprises like the Scouts and Vinnies are 
usually in favor of a container deposit scheme because of the fundraising opportunities. And also, if they do get involved in the scheme, they can be a collection point and make money through handling fees that they get for each container that gets dropped off there. So um, so we have that. We know that 84% of the population is in favor. We've got the councils. We've got the council association. We've got Infrastructure Australia. Um, we've got everyone and their dog and still nothing is happening. Why don't we just get on with it, as Catherine said? I do not know. I do not know. Playing devil's advocate, Annette, wouldn't it be better if there was a federal level nationwide container deposit scheme for Australia instead of this sort of hodgepodge of state by state programs? Like recently I read an article that uh, Victorian border towns, um, Albury on the New South Wales side, Wodonga, on the Victorian side, local retailers are having quite a hard time as people kind of realize that they can arbitrage taking their empties back across the border to New South Wales for the deposit, but then pay less for drinks on the Victorian side because it doesn't have the surcharge priced in of that 10 cent container deposit. Is there you know, any devil's advocate case for Victoria saying, look, it seems like you know container deposit schemes are happening now everywhere, uh, why don't we just hold out for a national level scheme, which surely must be just around the corner? Mark, you little devil. Great question. I think it would make sense to have a national scheme. And that's also what Boomerang Alliance has campaigned for initially. When that didn't happen, we went state by state. Now, if we had a federal government that was uh, interested in uh, doing a national scheme, that would be great. We don't. Labor government said that if they were elected, they would uh, implement a national scheme, but they also said that they would not force states that are not, uh, that don't have CDS currently to join. So kind of pointless. It would be harmonizing the states that do have CDS but you still wouldn't really have a national scheme. So to sum up your devil's advocate question, I think it's a delaying tactic. I cannot see it as anything else because we do not have a government that's interested in a national scheme and we won't have a government, a new government for another four years. We cannot wait that long to get these three and a half billion containers out of landfill and out of our ocean and uh, other waterways. So we really need to do something about it now. We should uh, implement uh, CDS on state level, the last state to do so. And then if in the future we have a government that's interested in harmonizing between the states, that would be fantastic because it would uh, make it so much easier for social enterprises to benefit from the scheme. That's a great point, Annette, and I think I sh it should be said that this movement calling for a container refund scheme in Victoria hasn't just come overnight out of nowhere. Community groups have been campaigning on this issue for 
for years and years. And so I think this is an issue that's time has really come. Um, this crisis has really sparked interest in it. I think we've got a great opportunity to communicate right now to the Minister uh, and to the Premier that really enough is enough. Victoria has waited long enough. Uh, it's time to take this step and it's time to introduce container refund. And I know Boomerang Alliance has been um, really vocal on this, so you can find them on Facebook. They've got ways of participating and getting your views through. Uh, also Cash for Containers Victoria, if you search them on Facebook, are great um, community groups that you can back and, and they'll have details on how you can get your message across to our decision makers. Just thank you so much for facilitating this conversation today, Mark. Keep up the great work on Climactic. I love listening in and it's always great to be part of really important discussions like this. I know that together we as a community can push for the protection that we need for our environment and uh, for a really great circular economy future here in Victoria and in Australia. Thanks so much for having me on the show again, Mark. Uh, loving Climactic and all the podcasts. Here's to something good coming out of this crisis, more pushing for CDS. It really has to happen soon. And a circular economy. And yes, Catherine, let's not burn our recycling. Let's find the most valuable reuse that we can find for our materials. And let's reduce, reduce, reduce. Here we go. Thank you both so much for your time and joining me for this rapid reaction episode to the Victorian waste and recycling crisis and for the mounting calls for a container deposit scheme for Victoria to keep up, to catch up with every other state in our country and yes, to keep pushing for a circular economy across Australia. Thank you so much, Annette. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, both of you as returning guests um, if you want to learn more about both of these lovely, lovely women, you can find more about them at our website, www.climactic.fm. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Climactic, the flagship podcast of the Climactic Collective, a podcast network dedicated to lifting the voices of the climate community. You can find out more about the people behind Climactic, and all the shows we produce at climactic.fm. We are a social enterprise podcast network, and we greatly appreciate your support. You can find a link to our Pausable where you can support us directly in the show notes of this episode or from our website. Thank you for listening, and from the whole Climactic Collective, keep up the great work and take care of each other in these climactic times. The Climactic Collective. This show is produced by Hear Media, a boutique audio agency in Narm, Melbourne. To learn more and get in touch, head to hearmedia.studio. That's H E R E media.studio.